You're listening to the Dealmaker Podcast, hosted by multi-millionaire property investor, entrepreneur, and Guinness World Record holder, Liam Ryan. Discover how to start, scale, and grow your business. Become a better negotiator, create more opportunity, and make massive profit so you can live the life of your dreams. Three simple steps on how you can add thousands and thousands of pounds of value to your properties using interior design. Hey, my name is Liam Ryan, one of the co-founders of Assets for Life, the UK's leading property business and wealth training organization. And today I am here with interior design expert Gabrielle. He has been in the business for many, 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 many years. He's actually one of my personal interior designers. And we're going to really share with you how you can add thousands of pounds in value. So Gabrielle, welcome to the show. Um, It is awesome to have you with us. Uh, Really excited that you're working with me on the AFL Casa uh, Marbella project where we're building a a multi-million pound villa out in Marbella. Um, But look, you're in the studio today and um, you have a very simple three-step system. Uh, What are those three steps? First, I think it's quite important in every project to understand people's behavior. Okay, great. So step one is behavior. What's step two? Step two is, is making sure that you, you meet the functionality of the space. Great. So, so that's the function. Functionality is step two. And what's step three? Step three is make it aesthetically pleasing. Right, aesthetically pleasing. And just before we get into that detail, do you want to just introduce yourself? How long have you been interior designer? Where did you study? Um, just, just to give the audience a bit, bit of context yeah. around how wonderful and brilliant you are. Yeah, I always had a passion like drawing things and have like creative side of things. But then I end up uh, studying for eight years in design and uh, eventually graduating interior design after that. And then I have about 17 years experience in all types of renovation projects from entry level projects and to high, high end projects as well. And now we, we are bringing that expertise to the, the property industry as well. So. Right. Obviously, you have a lot of aspects which which uh, you can put it into property, but also into residential uh, high So, so it's safe to say that you know a thing or two about interior design. You know a thing or two about how to add value, and you certainly know the do's and the don'ts. Now, um, a lot of people get interior design wrong, and they think it is just about staging a room with some nice pillows and some nice colours and a couple of lights. But in your own words, could you explain to the audience what does interior design mean to you? Just a few words. It's, it's to understand people's behavior and make functional spaces within a building that are aesthetically pleasing. So it's in exactly that order. So you can buy the best uh, items, best furnishings out there, but you haven't met the first two, you failed it. So the space has to flow. It has, to fun, uh, it has to be functional for that, that space, that family that you're going to use it. And then you, you, you really don't go to step two before okay. meeting the first one. Okay, well, let, let's do a deep dive now on step one. So step one is behavior. Uh, what do you mean by behavior? Give us a bit more of an insight. Um, and, and let's just use the project you're doing with me at the moment, which is we're building a multi-million pound villa over in Marbella, which is going to be used for the Assets for Life retreats across the different verticals. Um, how did we go through that step together? What does behaviour mean? 
Um, this is really, really important. Yeah, as, as you remember, uh, we, we had an initial conversation and we started sharing ideas of how the space is going to look like and so on. And then I said, okay, stop, let's, let's have, a, have a chat, let's do a brief about it, who's going to use it, how it's going to use it, and then what proportion and so on. Obviously, the, 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 the space itself, the property is going to be used for, uh, in, in various ways. But very important is to have that design brief at the earlier stage. It's just to understand who's going to use it and how. Not all families of four, they have the same needs as well. Okay, and then understand if it might be a couple, might be just a single person, depending on the type of project you have. And then so important in the project is having that design brief to take a lot of time to, to go to understand the person, the family, the end consumer. Without having that, you, you can't really go and then... Uh, yeah, because, because ideally you want to create the space that is going to suit the end user. So like obviously me and my wife and my kids, of course, we're going to spend time over in the villa, but predominantly it's being used for our high-end clients, giving them a transformation. So that, yeah. that adds a different element and dynamic, doesn't it, to the whole process from the start? Yeah, when you have a hybrid uh, type of use for the property, it makes it a bit more complex, but there are ways we can just get, get it all together. Uh, because certain areas are still going to be used in the same way, for example, like the bedrooms, the bathrooms, and so on. But obviously, there, there are certain areas, communal areas, which can be used in two different aspects. So obviously, having that aspect in mind, and then a lot of times you go through like a, almost like a checklist and you have a set of priorities and then you look at different areas and then say, okay, the priority for this is that. So what you go with this in mind and then you think how often is going to be used for this particular function. Yeah. And then you go by that. How many times in a year, how many times in a month can be for use for this? And then it's almost like a checking a list and then, okay and then if you, this that particular function goes into the list of priorities then you're making sure that that's that's the use for it mainly right, right. Yeah. this is really important and, and gabrielle spent a lot of time with me and had some sessions with my wife holly as well um this is really important getting this step right you get this step wrong everything else doesn't follow suit it's like uh, putting a, a puzzle together you've got to get that first piece of the jigsaw down and then everything else will follow suit um okay step number two remind us what is step two gabrielle it is to have to have the functionality of the space map and then going through every single detail uh all the technical aspects for example when designing the kitchen designing the bathrooms designing all the areas in the bedrooms and so on so it's a bit of a reverse engineering. You're thinking, okay, what's the budget for the project? Or what's the layout? How's it going to be used and so on? So we start designing all these, these areas, which are quite technical. And we're making sure that a family of four needs, let's say they might need a washing machine, dish, uh, tumble dryer, dishwasher, how many of them, how many ovens and so on. Then going through this design process, then you know exactly where everything is going to be positioned where you're going to have your PowerPoint, where the lighting is going to be, where the socket is going to be, and so on. Um, depending on the size of the bed, that dictates uh, the size of the bed side cabinets and so on. So functionality is really important, isn't it? So when, when, um, we spent a lot of time, didn't we, looking at the functionality because, you know, we're going to be having sometimes maybe 15 or 20 delegates, 25 yeah. delegates in the villa. 
it's going to be as it looks like seven bedrooms we want it to be sleeping around 14 people there or thereabouts 12 or 14 people so it's knowing to have single beds or double beds or two double beds or two singles in a room yeah. we then had to look at well we need two wash it which means two tumble dryers two dishwashers that then changed the layout of the kitchen from the original architect yeah. Um, so it's really important understanding those functionalities. That as well, plus the outside area, which we're going to use for presentation as well. How are you going to use it? And have a projector? Or you need how many sockets you're going to need? How are they going to be seated? Yeah. So it's fortune well, seating. We haven't really spoke much about the roof terrace yet, but this roof terrace is going to be the mother of all roof terraces. Yeah. This is really going to become a huge central point for our retreats. You know, with the electronic Pecola. The, the, the projector, the screens, the barbecue, it's going to be an yeah, incredible, definitely. incredible space. Um, step number three, Gabrielle, what's that? Step number three, which is is the cherry and the cake, is, is make the make the whole space and the, the whole uh, area aesthetically pleasing. So this is when it comes to choosing all the finishes, or all the, the materials, the lighting and so on. So this goes down in being the last step, which is going from 2D 3D, technical, and all the way to finishes. So once you have the 3D set, it's quite easy. It's almost like dressing up. You have the, the shape of the island, you have the kitchen. So now you're just applying textures and materials throughout the, for the flooring, the kitchens, the bathrooms, and so on. Uh, the same goes for the soft furnishings. Like that. So that's, for me, that's the easy bit when everything comes together, but that's the last stage in the process. So make it aesthetically pleasing. Great, great, great. Hey, look, three powerful steps there. And this can literally be the difference that makes the difference. You can then appeal to the right tenant type, the right type of guests. You can then increase your gross development value. You can increase your profit margins. So investing into a great interior designer at the start of any project, even if you're doing a rent-to-rent -rent serviced accommodation flat two bedrooms, this can make the difference to your nightly rate that you're charging. HMOs, commercial conversions, new build projects. And if you look at some of the most successful property investors within the Assets for Life community, we are engaging great people like Gabrielle. So Gabrielle, where can people find you? Uh, what's your company name? What's your web address? and how can people get in touch? Yeah, the main thing, uh, the main uh, place where you can find us, it will be our website, which is aristudio.co.k. Then you can find me on, on Facebook as well, uh, Instagram and LinkedIn, uh, under my name, uh, which is uh, Gabriel Abramaika. You can put it down in the notes. <laughs> And, but the name of the company is it's ARI Studio, ARI Studio. Right, the links are actually below, the links are below, so click on those links, connect with Gabriel, check out his work. Um, I'm really impressed with the work that we're doing together, and Gabriel can also be part of your power team, helping you add thousands of pounds to every single property deal. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next series. Thank you. You're listening to the Dealmaker Podcast, hosted by multi-millionaire property investor, entrepreneur, and Guinness World Record holder, Liam Ryan. Discover how to start, scale, and grow your business. Become a better negotiator, create more opportunity, and make massive profit so you can live the life of your dreams.